Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we've got ourselves a preview of the London game. And I'm fighting the urge to do a British accent because that's boring. Hello. We got, damn it, you did it. We got segments later with Danny King. We have an interview, uh, someone who covers the Packers for Acme Packers. And then we'll obviously do our, our intro. Justin, how are you feeling? 3-1, and 9.30 a.m. game over in London. On the verge of four and one, possibly. If we go four and one, I, I'm like all in on playoffs. Like I've been holding out. We played bad teams. We go four and one and beat the Packers. I'm like, okay, we're a playoff team. Let's start making plans for the playoffs. Sheesh. Let's take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right, enough. All right, yeah, enough of that. Hi, Bobby Skinner. Um, what a time. What a time. We are. We are. We're thinking. Uh, Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, two days ago, and now we're like, Daniel Jones, all in, let's go, rock and roll. Um, Feel bad for, if you're a California Giants fan, just think of this too. Imagine if you're a California Giants fan, 5 a.m., wake up, drink your coffee, Giants game on. Our interview guy, he's he's in California. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> let's let's get into this preview. Uh, First, this episode was brought to you by some special people, Kevin Calhoun. Anthony Longano, not Logano, like Joey Logano, Longano. Mm. Mark uh, Chiavola. That's, is that Italian? Uh, I don't know. And then what? just NYG Mason, who I know from Twitter, but he he actually used his Twitter uh, handle, who's part I of the World that. Beater tier. Justin, who are these people? Thank you to NYG Mason and Cole Calhoun's cousin, formerly of the Angels. They all went to patreon.com slash talking giants. Jim Calhoun. Jim, Jim, who's Jim Calhoun? Come on, dude. Just read, refinish it, please. I don't feel like doing this. You don't know this person thing. I, I know about five things in life. One of them being the Giants. The other being Shania Twain. The rest of the three you have to figure out. Patreon.com slash Giants. Two dollars a month plus mother tears. You know the perks. You know the benefits. Come hang out with us on some uh, Victory Mondays early on Sunday while we record the shows. Thanks to our patrons. All right, so this Packers offense, it's balanced. They are a balanced offense, but they haven't been necessarily good. They've been 21st in scoring, but they also are 6th in yards. So they just have not been able to put in the end zone. There's been obviously these new wide receivers, and it obviously starts with Aaron Rodgers. Their run game is is pretty damn good too, but it, but the Packers are an Aaron Rodgers team. Some interesting stuff with him, man. They've taken a different approach without having Devontae Adams. He has the second lowest average depth of target in the NFL through these first this first month of the season. That's lower than Daniel Jones. It's the only person that's lower is Kyler Murray. He is getting off, uh, getting the ball out quick. Like they live off of quick game and they spread it around. So it's not like we're just quick game to this guy, quick game, quick game to this guy. You know, like DeAndre Hopkins when he first joined the Cardinals. Like no, they are spreading it around. Lazard has fifty eight yards per game. Romeo Dubs uh, forty six. Co- Randall Cobb thirty seven and a half. They are they are taking whatever easy yards they can get, Justin. Yeah, uh, very balanced offense, like you said, Bobby. They have uh, eighteen running plays of ten plus yards and seventeen receiving plays of twenty plus yards. That's a total of thirty five big plays that is tied for the second highest in the National Football League. So though, so even though Aaron Rodgers is not really pushing the ball down the field, they're still finding a way to get those twenty plus yard plays on somewhat of a consistent basis. And Aaron Rodgers started to do this a couple years ago. I think it was 2019 that he had. It was either 2019 or 2018 where he was kind of like lull and he was like kind of an average quarterback. And then he has those back-to-back MVP-like seasons because he really started to trust in the floor's offense. 
really started to believe in the system, not just trying to play hero ball, Aaron Rodgers escaping the pocket, throwing it 40 yards down the field to whoever's open down there. He's trusting in the offense and he's believing in that they have a running game that has his back as well. And given some opportunities for some of these young wide receivers to make a play, but not really pushing the envelope. So this is an offense that's still effective, but still not as dangerous as it was a couple years ago. So what they're doing is they're just taking the easy yards that are there. Now they yeah. face a lot of too high stuff because they don't want Aaron Rodgers beating them deep. But Rodgers has proven over the last few years as that trend has happened to be patient. You know, in fact, he's like kind of like the poster boy of being patient for versus where it stops. You know, it can have give issues to guys like Pat Mahomes or or Herbert. Um, they will take all if the if you throw off if they put off coverage, which we've seen at times with the Giants. If you you know you have a Dory Jackson lineup eight yards off. Quick, quick, quick little out route, quick bubble route. They will RPO out of it, you know, getting that quick game. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, is best in the game at knowing when to hand it off and when to throw it. I think sometimes QBs are just like, oh, I got, I got the look I want. I'm throwing it. When it's like, no, you should actually run the ball into this. Like six yards on the ground is more important than six yards in the air. Um, they'll also even under center too. Like when you get Aaron Rodgers under center. You got a corner eight yards off, which is when you see corners play off. He'll throw a little bubble. He'll throw a little flat. Uh, you know, it's like RPO stuff out of uh, center where you're not actually bringing out the play action, but it's it's you know like hey, we hand this off or we're throwing uh, you know a quick little bubble to Alan Lazard because Adore Jackson's eight yards off coverage on him, um, and they don't motion a ton, but they do motion into their quick game. You know, like they will. Uh, have you know two slants and a flat and then they'll motion the flat in there to get some momentum and that stuff to try and get some yak yeah so I'm worried about the Giants defense when it comes to first and second down Green Bay even if they get to third down especially if it's third and shorts I'm worried about they're going to convert those opportunities and that's how they're going to be able to sustain drives well I think well, one, this Giants defense has not played anyone near Aaron Rodgers' level this year. Correct. Like the best quarterback, the best quarterback by far that they face is essentially Ryan Tannehill. You know, and the other threes are are good levels below those guys. I really think the way to play this with the wide receiver group they have is we got to play man coverage, just man, man coverage all day long. Because if you throw those zones, no one's better besides maybe Tom Brady at diagnosing what a defense is doing and taking what they're giving you. Like he is like his ability to scan the field. Even if you do like some like a uh, cover six stuff where it's half cover, the half the field is cover four, the other half is cover two. Well, no one is able to diagnose that and get off of it. And, and you know, di- like diagnose that stuff to get into what he's doing quickly. Like Aaron Rodgers, like the way he sees the field really is just, it's a beautiful thing when you go and analyze it. So let me ask you a question. Is Randall Cobb still the slot receiver for the Green Bay Packers? Yes, and that's the worry. If you're, if you know, Rodgers has trust in him, and we can't cover him, uh, and man coverage, that could be an issue. But Darn, I to give Darn a credit is he's been losing on some of the longer developing routes, like the quick. He's gotten beat on some of the quick stuff, but he hasn't gotten beat a ton uh, on the quick stuff. And the Giants have went to some heavier packages as well. Um, so I'm not, I don't want to say I'm like not worried about Darnie Holmes, but Randall Cobb has also been their third receiver as far as yards per game as well. But throwback to a 2016 wildcard game where Randall Cobb, uh, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie gets hurt. Um, Tevin Wade comes in and Randall Cobb just destroys the Giants defense. Don't want to think about that. I saw don't a Packers fan post that as a throwback and I so badly want to quote tweet with some of our throwbacks in the playoffs. Um, so I think the way you do that is to play man coverage. And when you blitz, blitz heavy. Because I think some of this in the middle stuff that Wink Martindale has done has been great these first four weeks of the season. But you throw some of these replacement fire zones, like I think Aaron Rodgers does a good job of diagnosing that stuff. So it's like, hey, we're either going to send six or we're not going to send anybody at all um, and and rely on man coverage. And I think the corners have fared well, pretty well in man coverage, you know, despite some of our worries before the season. Um, You know, and then when you are in zone, I think you got to, you got to try do your best to disguise it, like, and not live out of cover three single high versus the Packers because Aaron Rodgers will kill you in that. Yep. Like you can you can show the single high look, but maybe rotate into two high coverages post snap. 
blitzing Aaron Rodgers is a scary thought because basically if you're an elite quarterback in the NFL, you're almost on a do not blitz list, but also Wink Martindale operates by his own set of rules. I want to talk about forcing negative plays because the first two weeks of the season, the Packers allowed seven sacks. Aaron Rodgers was sacked four times against Minnesota, three times against Chicago, but the offensive line has done a very good job the last two weeks. One sack against Tampa, one sack against New England. That doesn't make sense to me because Tampa and New England, they have really, you know, they have good defenses. Their O-line got healthier, though. O-line got healthier. So, uh, you know, that may be for, it may be tougher to force those negative plays sacks-wise. But, Bobby... Aaron Rodgers never throws interceptions. 2017, he has six, and that was the highest that he's had since 2017. 2018, two. 2019, four. 2020, five. Last year, four. Aaron Rodgers has already thrown three interceptions this year. One week one, um, another against Tampa, and then against Green Bay, against New England last week. So Aaron Rodgers already has three interceptions. Can the Giants get their first interception of the season this week? And I think th- those interceptions come off of man coverage. Like I did a breakdown on one against Logan Ryan where they played in man. Logan Ryan ended up being the robber, like safety that crashes down. Uh, when pre-snap he showed he wasn't going to do that. Uh, and then last week versus the Patriots, uh, the interception was also in man coverage where they were playing that off coverage. Aaron Rodgers wants to get that quick little five-yard out, take what they give you, and the cornerback jumps on it. So for Adore Jackson, when you are playing off coverage this week, like be ready to jump those routes and you know, Azori Jackson hold on to the ball when you get it and you get your chance at an interception. Um, and again, this Giants defense hasn't gotten an interception, so they're kind of due for it. Um, so those are the ways to get into that. But I, I think, man, like you just to beat Aaron Rodgers, I think you just got to be good at man coverage. And if you if you're not good enough, that's the way you lose. But I don't I don't. I think that's the way to play him with the Giants' current personnel. Because Aziz Ojolari, I don't think he's going to play. Kayvon hasn't shown a, a ton as a pass rush threat. He's been all, all right at times, but not a ton. Um, and I don't know if Dexter Lawrence and maybe Leonard Williams coming back is going to be enough to really affect Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. You know who can affect things? I, let's talk about this, because this is big news, and we haven't even talked about it yet. Landon Collins is back. Yeah, he's not going to play this week, though. Not going to play. All right, sad. We can maybe we'll do we'll talk some. I don't. I don't really have any takes on Landon Collins. I think he's going to be good in the box, and I think when we talk about forcing negative plays, that's what he like. We're going to see Landon Collins hopefully make some tackle for loss, some QB hits, and you know maybe a sack or two. That that's the hope. Yeah, I think he has to be like truly a linebacker. Because you put him at safety and he's just not good at that. He can't cover anybody. Like, he truly has to be a linebacker. I saw KSI made the point, which is true. It's like, can Landon Collins do the same stuff Tag does? I, you know, I don't know how well he, he doesn't. See, he just doesn't fare super well as like playing linebacker. Like, he fares well as a box safety, but you have to have the threat of playing actual safety. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about that next week or when he ends up playing. Um, but, we haven't even know, talked cool, about the run game yet. Cool nostalgia. Uh, yeah, we've we've been in the run games. The run game is the one I'm the most fascinated with with the Packers offense. They run two running back sets with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones is averaging 82 yards per game on 6.8 yards per carry. A.J. Dillon's getting the same amount of carries, but he only has 53 yards per game, but he's he's averaging uh, 3.7 yards per carry, so less effective. But they, they have the number seven rushing offense in the NFL, and that's without a QB who's you know creating yards with his legs. Um, and they run some really cool stuff. We talk about it in the interview a bit, but they put – there's a lot of plays where they put those both those guys in the backfield and shotgun on either side, and one's going one way. You have a tight end, you know, crossing the line of scrimmage to do a backside block, and you get and get those yards. Like this is this is going to be a lot of stress on the linebackers this week. Like this running game is going to be a lot of stress because it's a lot of misdirection, and that's the type of stuff. That's what Tay Crowder has struggled with the most in his career is reading his keys, and Jalen Smith plays aggressive, so. He may follow one action, and then all of a sudden we we get sprung for a big run because Tay Crowder was slow processing, Jalen Smith was too aggressive. So this 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 week is really going to stress these guys. And when you do play some traditional zone coverage, the quick game, the linebackers are going to be relied on in coverage. Worried, worried about that. Yeah, the linebacker group is the group I am the most worried about this week. Yeah, um, one because they're not very good. Uh, 
And it's just, I think this is a tough, tough test because it's a very balanced offense. It's an extremely balanced offense. You can't just sell out the stack, the box on these guys. You're going to be asked to, you know, do, do good, a good amount of stuff in coverage. And there's a lot of action in front of you, like a lot of stuff to, you know, try and get you distracted and get you in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So I'm very yeah. worried about the Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. The, the combo of those two and in this offense scares me a hell of a lot more. And I'm not even saying this with hindsight, but they scare me a lot more than Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey do. Yeah, C-Max receiving ability worried me. That's, you know, and we're like, hey, they should play McKinney in the box all game. And they did do that. But yeah, if they ben didn't put McKinney offense. in the box, McCaffrey would worry me. But again, we're not worried about these guys. Rece- they're. Aaron Jones can be used a good amount in the receiving. AJ Dillon too, man. Uh, like AJ Dillon was is a little, little. I, I think is a very disappointing as like a fantasy football breakout. Um, he was. Yeah, a guy I drafted that, him because of you. Yeah, he was a guy that I really had circled on my radar, and I'm not giving up yet because AJ Dillon is like the best handcuff in fantasy football. If, if Jones ever goes down and gets hurt, and the reason why AJ Dillon's a really good handcuff is because he actually gets work as a main back you're not just relying on the starter getting hurt i'm a little disappointed by just the overall lack of targets that are going to the running backs in green bay in general this year but that does mean that aaron Rodgers is relying on his receivers a little bit more which if you're a green bay fan you feel a little bit better than that since throwing two receivers is overall more efficient than throwing to your running backs so all right let's talk about our offense we'll go a little quicker through this since we spent 20 minutes on on our defense uh the run game obviously needs to be the focus this week, more so than other weeks. Uh, the Packers aren't very good stopping the run. They give up the most yards per carry on first and second down in the NFL, which is 5.26. They give up 3.3 yards after contact. They give up the highest explosive run rate on first and second down. Um, their linebackers have not been great. Quay Walker has been pretty disappointing for them. Devon J. Campbell ha- hasn't played like he's played in past years. Um, so it's it's I kind of hate it's kind of a boring talking point for the preview pods but run the damn ball run the damn ball and the tight ends are going to be a big part of that this week yeah similar to last week where I said I don't care even if it hurts you a little bit on you know the offensive side of the ball you kind of just have to dedicate yourself to it because it's what's working in this offense right now now the only trade-off is last week you were playing against Justin Fields, so I didn't care if running the if running the ball wasn't so effective. I didn't care I was giving the ball back to the opposing team. I care about giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers and giving him more opportunities to score here. But it's what works. It's it's what this Giants team's identity is right now. So you kind of have to do it. And Daniel Jones's health is the big red you know, question mark right now. And. Like the Bears were bad stopping the run. This is two very different defenses, though, where the Bears go into single high safety. They stack the box. You bring three tight ends in, they're going to bring everybody in. The Packers are not. They are of the two high safety, bend, don't break defense that is kind of going across the NFL right now. So what that leads more to is, like you said, those first and second down runs because there's going to be light boxes. Um, and Saquon Barkley actually had his best week versus light boxes uh, this past week, which means the offensive line improved. Um, so, you know, just being able to get in those light boxes, use the tight ends as, as pullers, as, you know, uh, you know, wham blocks and, and you do those types of things in the pass game. Like I said, the too high coverage, uh, the passing game really worries me. One, the Packers are the best third down defense in the NFL right now. The Giants are second. The Giants have been gotten, gotten themselves into third and long. So the rushing game has to work on first and second and down, um, Rashawn Gary, five sacks, nine pressures. Kenny Clark, defensive tackle, two sacks, seven pressures. Rashawn Gary's going to line up on Evan Neal. I think the majority of the game, uh, Kenny Clark, the interior has had trouble pass blocking. Uh, They're the number seven scoring defense in the NFL. They're the number three passing defense in the NFL. Our wide receivers are non-existent, essentially, and Darius Layton's speed is not going to be as effective versus a team like this because they stop you from creating the big play. Uh it's it's not a hot take that I'm not expecting much success for the Giants passing offense that's ranked 31st in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I agree. Daniel Jones playing. So I was surprised at how good he looked running uh, on, on practice. Like I knew they were going to test him out, but I was very surprised to see him like moving around that much. But I will say this, because I want to get my take out there before, because there's been some, I think, mishandling of Daniel Jones injuries in the past with the New York Giants. Um, specifically 
throwing him out versus the Cardinals in 2020 and getting uh, his second, getting a second injury and then playing him the full game with two injuries. Um, if he can't move around like really well, like if he's limited in his running ability, I don't think he's worth playing. Like one, just making the injury worse, but the passing game has not been huge anyways. And a big part of the running game has been Daniel Jones threat of legs. And in the passing game, a lot of their success in the passing game has come from Daniel Jones scrambling. Yep. Um, and some of the big, like the, like not just scrambling for running, but scrambling for passing. Like there's been an emphasis put on Daniel Jones and we've seen it more than ever that don't be afraid to create passing yards with your legs. Like that has been a clear emphasis that they want him to freestyle a little bit more instead of just going one, two, three, pure progression or pick a side stuff. Like there's been an emphasis on that. So I don't, again, we're not in the room. We don't, we're not the doctors, but if he's, if he's like seriously limited, yank him. And I trust this regime a little bit more with keeping Daniel Jones out versus putting him in harm's way than I did in previous regimes because I think this regime understands, number one, like nobody's job is like on the line this year. They've already done more than enough to prove that the coaching is going to elevate the talent. And I think just seeing what they've done with other certain positions that have been hurt, like, they, you know, keeping Kayvon out, keeping Aziz out, you know, being, I guess, overly cautious with Tony, I guess, um, even though that's a whole nother situation. I keep on forgetting he's a person. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> he was a full participant in practice during Limited. Wednesday's limited but yeah or at least they did he did everything he practiced in front of the media and then thursday he was a non-participant so go figure um 10 of uh the giants 26 10 yard rushes this year i've been off of daniel jones's leg so i agree with you if he can't add that element to the giants offense i don't want him playing like let's get him healthy whenever he can add that element that rushing element to the giants offense again then we can rock and roll with it so do you think he plays? Yeah, I'm, I'm like 99% sure that he's playing. Yeah. I mean, every everything, everybody's, I'm 100% sure actually he's playing. I don't, I don't need that 1%. I'm 100% yeah. sure that he's playing. They're still going to, you think they're still going to elevate Davis Webb from the practice squad on Saturday? They if, have to, right? Tyrod's I mean, Tyrod's traveling, traveling if he, but he didn't practice on Thursday. Oh, I thought Tyrod wasn't traveling. No, he's traveling. Okay. Um. So we'll, we'll see with that, but... Davis Webb travels anyways. All right, let's do this interview with Casey uh, Casey Sully, who covers, uh, does, contributes to the Packers. We have Acme Packer Company. Um, and he's a high school, like a head high school football coach. We talked a little bit about that afterwards, but not in the interview. So you don't get to hear that. Um, Justin, do you have anything to say before we kick it to the interview? I do. I want to tell you about SeatGeek because they are sponsoring today's episode. Live events are back, which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. We've got the app on our phones. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, festivals, or so much more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek, they rate every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure that you are getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click the, in, click the link in our description to download the app. Go to London. Go see a Yankee game. Come with me to the raving game. It's going to be a great time. Use SeatGeek promo code GIANTS. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome onto the program. He does some uh, work covering the Packers for Acme Packer Company, SB Nation. Casey Coley. Casey, what's going on, man? How are you feeling going into a, a night? 9.30. That's my first question. Are uh, you yeah. excited to play at 9.30 a.m. or are you a little like against it? Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so it's a little tough for me. That means a, a 6.30 a.m. wake-up call to, to tune in. But um gives me a full day of football, you know. Um, so I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. And and the, the Giants are, are looking on sort of the upswing. I know there's some injuries they're dealing with, but um, it's exciting to sort of see them get some success here uh, when they, they haven't really for the last – you know, number of years. Yeah, it's, it's actually obviously the Giants. The Giants are three and one. Doesn't mean they're a great team, but it's right. good to see. It's the first time there's been two winning teams matching up in London. I saw that. Right. Yeah, we'll get into it here. 
my question, my first question for these like opposing uh, matchups are: What is the bread and butter of the Packers' defense, like coverage-wise, run game-wise? Just kind of like what are, what do they like to run the most? Yeah, they they run a lot of two high safeties, um, much to the I think chagrin of Packer fans, especially last week against the Patriots. Uh, when they were facing a, a rookie quarterback in, in ba- Bailey Zappi, they stayed in that too high shell, even though, you know, all the Patriots could do is really run the ball and, and, and throw some short stuff. Um, but they love keeping, keeping everything in front of them. Um, just don't give up that explosive play and count on the offense to make a mistake down, down the field. Um, so they're, they're saying, Hey, if you can execute a 10 play drive on us and, and just steadily march down the field and not have a holding call or a, a tipped pass or an incompletion or a sack or, or whatever it may be, then, Hey, more power to you. We'll take that. We bet our offense is going to be more efficient than yours. Um, so on third down, they're doing a really good job throwing in some, some more exotic blitz looks and, and moving things around. But for the most part, they're, they're relatively um, um, static in the, in the back end and, and rely on Russell Douglas and, and Eric Stokes to, to cover and um, Adrian Amos and, and, Darnell Savage to sort of keep the lid on stuff and Amos is out this, this, this week. So we'll see if things change. Um, but they, they really just want to keep things in front of them and, and trust Rashawn Gary and, and Preston Smith to generate some pressure and, and get to the quarterback. You know, obviously defense is very cyclical in the NFL and too high seems to be the way a lot of teams are trending. And like you said, that's, that's rooted in patience, but they're facing a giants team that has you know been the number one rushing team in the NFL run out of a ton of heavy packages you know you know they last week they did it a lot I think because the Bears stacked the box maybe they won't do it as much this week could you see the you know the Packers D maybe getting away from that for like on a one-week basis versus the Giants yeah I think you'd like to especially with the injuries the Giants have outside and Daniel Jones may be limited with the ankle and um, it seems like the, the one way that they can beat the Packers is through the run game. And the Packers have notoriously struggled with the run game for, for years now. And that's sort of continued to be the trend because they like to play those light boxes, keep the two safeties, play a lot of nickel, uh, keep the, as many DBs on the field as possible to protect against the, against the pass and, and those, those explosive plays. Um, I would expect them to try to roll down uh, a safety and, and get, get another guy into the box. Um, I think it really depends on whether they're comfortable doing that without Adrian Amos, um, because he's normally been kind of the box player and more comfortable coming down. Um, Darnell Savage has done it, but they, they sort of like him to, to play sort of the rat role and fly around and be all, all over the field and, and just sort of be around the ball and make plays. Um, so they, they really struggle with their third safety, the Packers do. So um, it's who do they feel comfortable with staying, staying deep and on top of stuff and, and who do they want to bring down into the box. But I think that's the formula for success for the Giants is be patient. The Packers offense isn't that explosive on the other end. They're going to try to run the ball too. So um, if you can sort of condense the game and keep it a one score game at the end by, by taking long drives and and expecting the Packers to do sort of the same. um, I think that's a recipe for, for minimizing the possessions and and potential for a a one score game at the end to, to have an opportunity to win. Yeah, that would be interesting, especially with Amos being out. I didn't know that before we did this interview. And I remember just watching Blake Martinez film when the Giants signed him, and they used Amos almost as, you know, that that Will linebacker next to Martinez a lot of the time. Um, now, the Packers' defense has – the Giants have been the second best. The Packers have been the best third-down defense in the NFL. How, how are they getting off the field? Yeah, Rashawn Gary is, is playing like a, a man with his hair on fire. He's uh, – doing a great job creating pe- pressure and, and generating pressure on his own. And, and people are trying to chip him and he's still finding ways to, to get to the quarterback. And Preston Smith is, is no slouch on the other end. Kenny Clark is having a solid year, a little bit inconsistent in run defense, but um, he can rush the power and generate pressure up the middle as well. Um, and then Joe Barry generally does a, a pretty good job of creating good third down looks that are a little bit more exotic that, that may rotate coverages or, or give quarterbacks a little bit of pause and, and let his guys sort of go to work and, and create a little bit of pressure packages and, and bring an extra defender to, to generate that. And uh, it all kind of starts on first and second down. Like if you can get an offense into a predictable situation on third down, that helps you, you uh, call a play and, and coverage that uh, is going to give you the, the best advantage to predict what they're doing and, and, and get a stop. 
Rashawn Gary is obviously the name that worries Johnson. Does he line up solely over the right tackle, or are they switching him from side to side? I've seen him mostly on on that side, but um, I'm sure they're flexible to to moving around, especially if if the the Giants are a little banged up and just trying to get him a matchup and and let him go. Um, you know, I, sometimes it seems like Barry is a little bit inflexible in in moving guys around, but um, you know, the hope is that that this week of all weeks is a is a week where you can sort of get out of what they do base wise. Uh, just based on what the 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 Giants like to do and and the personnel they have available. Yeah, it's a really interesting matchup because the Packers' strength versus the Giants' weaknesses, and then the Giants' strength versus like Giants obviously number one rushing team. That's been the Packers' weakness, and then and the and coverage wise, like they have not been able to push it downfield even during you know versus these two high looks. And then a big part of that has been Evan Neal has struggled at right tackle with Sean Gary, and then Kenny Clark in the middle. They've given up a ton of interior pressure, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of. Which breaks first on the offensive side? I was interested to see that Aaron Rodgers has like the second lowest average depth of target. What is leading to that? Um, I think it's just mostly personnel. Um, Alan Lazard was out early on in the season, and you have two rookie receivers out there, and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs that um, you know are, are learning as they go a, a lot of the time, and and a lot of shuffling on the offensive line. Um, so obviously David Bakhtiari is, is working back, didn't start the year. Um, and Elton Jenkins is coming back from an ACL that he tore midway through the season last year. And, and he's been at right tackle and has not looked very good there either. Um, I think he's still working back and he may just be a more natural guard. Um, so there's been a lot of shuffling there on the offensive line. And I think they're just trying to get the ball out of Aaron's hands and, and, get some easy completions, a lot of RPO concepts and, and leaning on the run game. I think the Packers two best players are their running backs and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. So it's trying to feature the run a little bit more, find a way to get the ball into their hands and uh, create easy completions and then set that up for play action and, and boot game off of that, that gives more efficient passing opportunities. And, and uh, you know, they might not get the big explosive plays you're used to, to Aaron Rodgers completing down the field at Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson or, or whoever. Um, but the Packers are at the top of the league and, and yards after catch. So they might be short completions, but the receivers are doing something with the ball afterwards. And that's a lot of RPOs and, and getting space and um, stuff underneath in, in the, the play action game and letting the receivers do work afterwards. So they're not, might not be a ton of deep shots, but they're still finding ways to create yards and, and explosive plays with yards after the catch. I want to finish with the running game because their running game does fascinate me. And I want to hear your perspective on it, which is the wide, which wide receiver does Rogers trust the most? Um, you know, I obviously Cobb is there. Um, you know, you have the rookies and then Lazard, who was kind of looked at as the one going in. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's Lazard and Cobb are, are who he trusts the, the most. And then I think it's Romeo Dobbs is is quickly climbing that ladder. Um, has a lot of nice physical tools and is starting to gain that trust. Uh, you're starting to see Aaron Rodgers throw to him in, in big moments. Um, but when it all sort of crumbles, I think he looks for, for Cobb and, and Lazard, especially on third down. He's, he's found Cobb a number of times in sort of important situations through the game where they need a conversion or, or to, to extend the drive. He's, he's looking at Randall Cobb. Um, they just start, are sort of on the same way of the length, especially on scramble drills. Um, and then Lazard has a, had a big game against the Patriots over 100 yards and um, is, is working back in from his ankle injury. So I think those two have his trust the most and, and the rookies are, are – scratching and clawing their way up to, to try to gain a little bit more. We'll finish off their running game. I, I won't explain it because you obviously know it a lot better than me. I think it's fascinating. What are they doing to get into their running game and stress defenses? Yeah, this year they're running a lot more gap seam, scheme stuff. So they're, they're pulling guys doing pin and pull to get to the outside. Whereas last year they were, they were a lot more zone based um, with the outside zone, wide zone, inside zone duo, um, type stuff. Um, and it might just be the way they, they feel comfortable with the personnel and the shifting that they've gone on through, through the beginning of the year here. Um, but they're a lot more diverse in the way they attack defenses in the run game. Um, so they, they run a lot of their split back personnel or pony package is what they call it with Dylan and Jones, both in the field at the same time. Um, and just trust the perimeter. They'll, they'll pin guys down and then pull linemen out around to get to the outside and, um, run a little bit of power and counter and, and, 
um, split zone with the H back coming across and kicking out the defensive end. So it's a little bit more difficult to, to defend. It might be not quite as efficient when you just major in zone running game is sort of what you, you see from, from a lot of Shanahan style teams is they just, you know, they run zone and they run it really well and there's little wrinkles that they add to it. Um, but generally, you know what you're, you're going to get. So uh, Packers diversifying a little bit in that department and, and, giving things more things for the defense to think about and stopping the run. Yeah. It's weird going into a matchup and I'm more worried about the Packers running game than I am necessarily their passing. Cause I think the giants live in a lot of man coverage and the receivers aren't, aren't there yet. And one the giants linebackers are very weak and they are slow reading their keys. And I, I mean, the Packers get into their run. Like you said, you have the, the split backs uh, with Dylan and, and Jones on the field at the same time. I saw them, you know, running split zone and, the, the the wham block was coming from out wide and motioning into the backfield right. from you know like the x spot so there's doing some definitely some things that's really going to put some stress on the linebacker so i'm interested to see how that turns out casey appreciate you uh jumping on with us where can people find your work because i you know i read one of your articles and i i got a lot of nuggets out of it for sure uh right for acme packing company and then uh right occasionally on weekly spiral as well doing sort of football one-on-one stuff sort of breaking down the concepts of, of football. And if you want to follow me, I'm coach Casey Sully uh, on Twitter, um, coach high school football. So it's probably more geared towards, you know, high school football in California, but if you want to check us out and, and watch some live streams or something, that's, that's where you can, can find all my stuff. Yeah. I definitely think our, our people are interested. In Casey, thanks. Thanks again for jumping on. For sure. Thanks Bobby. Guys, this episode, this interview, I just made episode interview to one word, episode. Brought to you by Ridge Wallet. How about that? The Ridge Wallet, one, it's very skinny. Like, can you see it? It's very thin. And it's almost as thin as me. You can hide. It's thinner than you. We want to sell this. Uh, you You could put stickers in it. Uh, this is a good wallet. You know, you can put whatever you want in it. It's it's, it's an awesome wallet. It holds up to twelve car cards plus room for cash. You know, we're we're straight cash around here. There's over thirty colors and styles, including carbon fiber and burnt titanium. I love burning titanium. The wallets have over fifty thousand five star reviews. That's more than us. That's kind of you know we need to get our reviews up to fifty thousand. The durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty which means after danny king's dead can't wait for that day you'll still have a warranty on this damn thing the ridge team is so confident that you'll like it they'll let you test drive it for 45 days you can send it back for a full refund if you don't love it um it's it's really a good wallet check out the link in the description and use code john boy for 10 percent off Check out ridge.com slash johnboy and use code johnboy to get 10% off. This is this is good stuff. You'll be glad you did. All right, we now welcome on our weatherman, who was right again, right in the face of everybody. Everybody Amazing. was coming at him again, like he's going to be wrong again. He's going to be wrong again. And it continues to be 4-0 in weather. Danny, welcome to the show. They're coming for my name, but I ain't Justin looking, it. is looking like you're I saying he's wrong. you're wrong. Now, let the record show it rained. It dr- I, I, said it, I said it was going to drizzle. I guarantee it I said it was going to It was not like a heavy rain. I did have to wear a poncho, but I wasn't, like, bothered by it. So, I am still going to say that you are undefeated. Well, Thank here's you. the way. Here's the, I went back and listened uh, because we're like, say it. Say, is it going to rain or not? And he's like, eh, it's not. But, you're gonna, but at last second, he's like, you're going to get a little light drizzle in there. And that's exactly what happened. All right, that is true. It feels Mm -hmm. like ages ago when we were recording in the middle of a hurricane. All right, Danny, what's the weather looking like for London? Do your models go that that far? Oi, governor, that was a horrible accent. Damn it. I've been trying to avoid the the British accents as much as we can on this podcast. (laughs) My models do go that far. As you can see behind me right now, I I pulled up the model. As you can see, the United Kingdom, we're back. All right, the weather in England on this beautiful Sunday morning, technically Sunday afternoon for them, will be 63 degrees. But for all those UK European people that go off the Celsius model, I got that as well. 
17 degrees Celsius. I even brought out the Celsius figures in this week, okay? That's how serious I am as a weatherman. But it's going to be partly cloudy. Uh, yeah, partly cloudy for the whole game, but a nice, uh, I say fall, fall afternoon football game. They'll experience that good vibes over there in uh, Tottenham Stadium. So no rain? No rain. No rain this week. We're chilling on the rain. Man, you remember the first London game, which we beat those Dolphins, how bad that weather was? Eli rushed mm-hmm. for a touchdown. It was a, it was a great moment. All right. Mm-hmm. Any trivia this week, Danny? It does, and it does span from that first uh, game in London between the Giants and the Dolphins. Obviously, you said Eli Manning was, had the only touchdown on the game, and he used his feet to run to get that touchdown. That's an amazing statistic. What a day to be alive. Can you name, obviously, that it was Brandon Jacobs had 131 yards. He led the team. Who led the team uh, in yards following Brandon Jacobs? Just one name. I just need one other name. Who is the second man on that list? So Brandon Jacobs and who? I don't think it was any receivers because there was like no receiving that game, but maybe they had more than – I'm going to say Steve Smith. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say J- Jeremy Shockey. Mm. Unfortunately, the man I was looking for was Ruben – here we go. Drones. Ruben Drones. No Tell Ruben that. Drones. Ruben Drones. He led the team with – after Brandon Jacobs, he had a total of 27 yards on the day. Uh, how many rushes? Let me, let me pull that back up right here. Oh, but yeah, he had 27 yards on eight attempts. Uh, his longest rush was eight yards. So there you go. Ruben Drones, he led the team. He played from the Giants from 2007 to 2008. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite stories when Brandon Jacobs came on here and, you know, his, his wife gets really mad at him that he wasn't out for the Eli Manning kneel down on the 2007 Super Bowl. But the victory formation, how it was practiced year-round, was Ruben Drones would go out there. That's how it was practiced year-round. And, you know, Brandon Jacobs wanted Ruben Drones to have that moment. He didn't want to change it and, you know, be part of, like, all the pictures that were taken. So Brandon Jacobs kept it that way. So he was not on the field for the final play of Super Bowl Forty Two. So that's one of my favorite stories that he that he told on our sick, interview. All right, less time for fantasy foot our uh, fantasy uh, picks where we draft players from the Giants and the team that they are playing. I am still in first place with 137.8 points coming off of a 17.3 point outing. Justin, you'll be picking second today. You have 90.9. Week one really screwed you. You had 21 points last week. You're you're back 47. I'm Danny chipping has away. 100, huh? I'm chipping away. Danny, you have 102.1 points. Uh you had 21.6. You were the week's leader last week. You're down 35 points. I have the first pick, and I'm going Saquon Barkley. Easy decision. He's going to be the first pick every week. But more so this week where like the Packers have a good rushing attempt, but it's a two-headed monster. So I'm going Saquon Barkley. The Giants are going to run the ball this week. Saquon Barkley is the first pick. Justin, who is pick number two? Aaron Jones. I think it just makes the most sense. Gets uh, passes out of the backfield. Um even though him and A.J. Dillon are splitting carries, he gets the majority of the yards. Um, so Aaron Jones, second pick for me, first pick, technically for me. Yeah, he was he was number two on my big board. Like you said, he is their lead back. He gets their most yards. And they don't have like a true alpha dog wide receiver who's going to get all their yards. And obviously the Giants don't have uh, even like a third dog receiver. Danny, you got back-to-back picks. That's where it gets interesting. I will be going A.J. Dillon. Because I just feel like, AJ, as you said, AJ Dillon's, he's they, they kind of split it, so I'm feeling that. And then I'm going to go uh, Alan Lazard. I still believe uh, Aaron Rodgers likes performing with Alan Lazard. Just as excited. I'm assuming he's going to say Randall Cobb. That's my bet if I, no. to, if I was if No, I'm not. Then I'm wrong. But I feel like Alan Lazard, I feel like him and Aaron Rodgers have a good connection. And if I'm wrong this week, then I just, well, but that's just unfortunate because I, I do like the connection Aaron and uh, Lazard do get. So I had Aaron Allen Lazard fifth on my big board, which you took him fourth, so not too bad. Um, but because Aaron Rodgers does spread it around, Adore Jackson will be covering him. I, I'm thinking he may not have the biggest of weeks. Justin, who's your second pick? Romeo Dobbs. Ah, uh, damn it. He was third on my big job. board. He was ahead of good A.J. Job. Dillon for me. Without a doubt. He has a touchdown catch the last two weeks. There was one back shoulder. I believe it was a touchdown grab that he had last week. He dropped a big touchdown last week, too. Did drop a big touchdown, so that means Aaron Rodgers may not target him for the next five years. But (laughs) Aaron Rodgers may not have a choice. Uh, He does have Dobbs has 13 catches the last two weeks, 16 targets combined the last two weeks. So give me Romeo Dobbs, especially he may... He may not. I don't know if Adore Jackson's going to be shadowing anybody this week. I don't really think he should. I don't think any of those Green Bay wide receivers are good enough. 
But I think Dobbs and Rodgers have like the best connection right now going out of all those three main wide receivers. So Saquon Barkley goes first, and then we have four Packers after that. Seems like you guys don't trust, you guys don't believe in the New York Giants. And that's why I told myself I'm staying true to my big board this week. So sixth and seventh on my big board, number six, is Daniel Bellinger. We're going to be running play action. He's going to get targets in this offense, and the Packers have good cornerbacks. They play that shell. So Daniel Bellinger, I think, was going to get some more traditional catches too, some check downs, some stuff over the middle. And then number three for me, he really let me down last week, but he's not going to let me down back-to-back weeks. I'm going Richie James, who Darius Slayton's a speed threat, but they – they stop this, uh, you know, the stuff over the top. David still sucks. Richie James is uh, my third pick, and then the seventh overall. A little late for Richie James to be going, but I feel good about it. Justin, who was next? I mean, I hate that I'm taking Packers. I feel like I've had a big Giants love fest so far this year. Maybe that's why I'm down a, a big time at fantasy. But I'm going AJ Dillon. I just feel like it makes sense. What? I feel like it makes sense. I'm going AJ Dillon. Just Wait, Danny I, took him first. I just, yeah, I oh, took AJ. Sorry Dillon. about that. Are you that. thinking of another name? No. <laughs> I you thought we'd was... let AJ Dillon fall to. I think I you thought I picked Daniel Bellinger over AJ Dillon. I like, hey. like, like, like I'm like I'm dumb, but no shot. I was letting AJ. Dillon go I don't know. By you me. guys let Tony Paul. I'm like I'm winning because you guys let Tony Pollard slip. But anyways, all right. So now, so now this gets really tough. Now that I'm all right. Why? What was I doing there? <laughs> Randall Cobb wasn't taken, right? No. Maybe. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going Randall Cobb. Fuck. Sorry for being an idiot. I don't get an explanation after being an idiot like that. Uh, well, we talked about it earlier. He's going up against Darnay, and Rodgers does like to give him the ball a little bit. All right, Danny, you have back-to-back picks. Uh, yeah, I don't want these picks. I'm joking. I'm going to take uh, Christian Watson. I wow. think he, I, I think he could be... Of- I My think top he could 12 be, big board. I think he could be a boomer bust, and I'm going to bet on the boom. And that's 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 solely it. And then after this, like, I don't really want any other giant, like, realistically. But you know what? <sighs> I'm just going to do it for fun. I, he had a big drop last week. I think he'll make something happen this week, and especially with the injuries at wide receiver. Darius Slayton's going to be playing. Give me Darius Slayton. Fair pick. Um and now he's forced to play like the entire game worth of snaps instead of splitting with Kenny Galladay. Yeah. All right, Justin, your final pick. Mm, big Marcus Johnson day, huh? No, Tanner Hudson. Yeah, I had Tanner Hudson, I think. Let's see. One, two, three. 11th, 11th on my big board. Um, I mean, Green Bay is a tight end that I can go with, but I need a giant on my team, so... Yeah, you should have went with Robert Tanyan. Uh, he's seventh or eighth on my big board. I'm getting him twelfth overall. I still Fine. trust that Tanner Hudson is eventually going to get a touchdown, and I honestly trust that more than I trust Robert Tanyan getting a touchdown. I mean, Robert Tanyan. Remember how mad Packers fans were when Evan Ingram made the Pro Bowl because Robert Tanyan had all those touchdowns. It's the one time when a fan base was like, "Why this guy get in?" and then the the fan base of the team, "Why did he get in?" He's like, "Yeah, we agree. What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> all right. Uh, so Wandale is, is still limited. He may play. He may not. I, I'd be interested if any of you are willing to pick trade your third round picks. It's got um, to be an early morning trade that that day though. Yeah, it's got to be eight a.m. Got to be eight a.m. Eight a.m. Uh actually no, eight p.m. the Saturday since it's 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 then because I, I want to get the posts all drafted up and stuff. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. I don't even know if I would if I were any of you. Maybe if I was Danny, Christian Watson. Like, I wouldn't trade Richie James for Wandale. Uh, but maybe I would trade Bellinger. How about that? All right, so the recap. I have Saquon, Daniel Bellinger, Richie James, and Robert Tanyan. Justin has Aaron Jones, Romeo Dubs, Randall Cobb, and Tanner Hudson. And then Danny has A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and Darius Slayton. All right, it's time for Giant Factors. I'm going first this week. I talked about how stressful of a week it's going to be for this position. And I'm going Jalen Smith. It is a Jalen Smith revenge game. Oh, another mm. revenge game tweet. Jalen Smith revenge game. No, but seriously, this is going to be a very stressful week for the linebackers. They throw a ton of misdirection. When you do play some traditional zone, you're going to be asked to be aggressive in it. Uh, but we can't have you being too aggressive in the run game. So I need Jalen Smith. I'm not I'm not going to ask Tay Crowder to be great reading keys and stuff. But I can't. Jalen Smith was a good player in the NFL for a good while. He's still fairly young. 
Uh, I think he's probably better than Tay Crowder at a lot of the stuff in the run game. So I'm going to I'm going Jalen Smith as my giant factor for Week Five in London. Justin, who is your giant factor? I'm between three guys, and they're all in the secondary. But I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. The Giants need their first interception of the season. They need it. Aaron Rodgers has shown that he is human. He already has three interceptions so far this year. Xavier McKinney, get that first interception of the year for the Giants. Fool, bait, trick Aaron Rodgers into throwing a ball that he doesn't want to throw. Xavier McKinney, you're my giant factor. Danny, who's your giant factor? My Davis giant Webb. factor this okay, so I'll get to that in a second. My my giant factor right now is going to be Daniel Bellinger. Like Bobby mentioned earlier, if Daniel Jones is playing, it's probably going to be a lot of play action rollouts, and Daniel Bellinger is going to be the guy I think that gets a lot of looks this week. Him and Daniel Jones are developing uh, some sort of connection. Uh, this I was hoping this is what Evan Ingram and Daniel Jones would do, but Evan Ingram just refused to do his job and catch that ball. So him, Jones are developing that connection. Maybe there's a touchdown in line for Daniel Bellinger. So Daniel Bellinger is my Giants factor. However, obviously Daniel Jones is right now is injured, and Daniel Jones has a history of continuing to be injured. And right now, I think if Daniel Jones was to get injured, it looks like it would be Davis Webb. So Davis Webb, if you are that guy, I want answers from 2017. This has kept me up at night for years straight. You should have played against the Raiders. You didn't. And if you play this Sunday, it will basically complete my life. You will win the game if we do play. You're the new sheriff in town if Tyrod can't play or can't back up Daniel Jones. But Daniel Belger is my official Giants factor, but Davis Webb is like my side Giants factor since right now. It looks like Jones is going to play. And this is all smokescreen. You should have really- just waited for this for when Davis Webb actually starts. But here's the thing, though. Like, there's a ch- What if this is all smokescreen by the Giants and Daniel Jones just doesn't play on Sunday? What, what if, if it- like, Daniel Jones is going to – they're going to do this thing where he's active, and if Davis Webb gets hurt, then Daniel – then he'll go in, but Davis Webb is going to start. What if they do that? I mean, that's just not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but it would be crazy if they did. All right, time for spread picks. Uh Danny is in first place. He's continued to dominate 18 and 13. The listeners have been good. They're 17 and 14. Both of you guys are coming off of uh, five and two weeks. I went four and three last week, so I'm one game under 500 at 15 and 16. And then Justin was the only guy under 500 last week at three and four. He is 13 and 18. But before we get into these picks, who were they brought to us by, Danny? All these picks, as usual, are brought to us over our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook because, like you know, the NFL season is in full swing over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports benefit partner of the NFL. Of course, we're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins because we all love winning just like the New York Giants. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do win uh check out the check this out in addition the usual bets everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays uh to make so matchup wise i'm feeling this week obviously giants you gotta bet on the london games i feel like that's just a must but guys what games are you feeling this week what, what games would you use the stepped up game same game parlay for oh, man you know who i'm feeling really good about who are you feeling good about bobby for some reason, I'm just feeling good about the Bengals versus the Ravens plus three. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm oh, kind of okay. back in on the Bengals after they started off the season bad. Uh, the game I'm feeling this week is probably going to be Lions-Patriots. Uh, Patriots, uh, yeah, that's the, the crazy right one. But that one's but, so uh, dumb that it's like it's probably the Patriots will probably yeah, end up winning. Exactly. Exactly. So to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So right now, I want all of you to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official source betting partner of the NFL. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah. All right. Thursday night football. Colts at Broncos minus three. Um. I'm going Colts plus three because I think this is why people people like for some reason thought Matt Ryan was good last year and maybe I think he might have played decent on Thursday night football. So I, I think Matt Ryan just plays well on Thursday night football. Even though they don't have Jonathan Taylor, they're still going to run the ball. And the Broncos offense is just like really, really bad. So I was going to take the underdog no matter what. And the worst Thursday night football game of the year that we've definitely had so far. I'm going Colts plus three. Danny, who do you got? 
I'm in agreement with you, Bobby. I just feel like the Colts are just going to get it done. Like you said, minus Jonathan Taylor. Even if they don't win, I think this will be just a other slop fest because the Broncos are also bad that the Colts will keep this close. The listeners represented by Blair Stewart, who gave us me and Justin our coasters, are going Broncos minus three. Justin, who are you going with, listeners or me and Danny? Yeah, I'll give you guys the win since whatever I pick, usually the opposite happens. So uh, Broncos minus three, that means the Colts are going to get it done tonight. I really want to win Thursday Night Football, so when I put the graphic out on Sunday, I'm at least 500, which I'm feeling really good this week. Like I think this is, I parlay all these picks. I think this is the week that I'm going to get rich. Maybe the stepped-up same game parlays you should use. Next wow. game, Next game, Dolphins <laughs> at Jets plus three. The listeners are going Dolphins minus three. I'm going Dolphins minus three, even with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not buying this Jets hype. Jets fans are losing their mind, calling Joe Douglas like the greatest GM of all time. Um, Justin, who are you going in this? I'm buying the Jets hype. Jets plus three. They're home. They're 500. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. Not feeling it. Um, I honestly think Tua was that offense, and I think Mike McDaniel obviously was doing a great job with him, but Tua was playing much better than what he was getting credit for, and Teddy Bridgewater isn't that. Jets plus three. Danny, who are you going a little revenge game for uh, the Jets after Tyree killed Duck them to go down to the no-tax state Florida or whatever state income tax. I don't know what he said. I'm the going Jets. to live in Florida over New Jersey. Couldn't imagine that. Yeah, couldn't imagine that dilemma. And so that's why, because of that, I will also be going to the New York Jets. I think I'm, I think they'll keep it close. I'm not yeah, like I'm not fully in on the hype, but the Jets, uh, they, they don't look that bad. Like Justin said, Teddy Bridgewater, I got to see it to believe Teddy Bridgewater can at least carry the Dolphins until Tua comes back. Chargers at Browns plus two and a half. Danny, who are you going in this one? Now, see, obviously the Chargers, they don't got Joey Bosa, so they got to rely on Khalil Mack. The Browns, I, the, meh. I'm going to take the Chargers this week. I think Justin Herbert, even with his uh, rib damages, he's still a beast of a, a quarterback. He can still get it done. And Austin Eckler's just a great running back. The well. listeners are also going Chargers. Justin, who are you going? What even are the Browns right now? I like, how maybe. are they doing? I feel like nobody cares about them. I'm going Chargers. <sighs> I dropped my pen, so I'm writing that down. Oh, boy. I feel so confident about this one this week. The Chargers' defense stinks, and they are horrible at stopping the run. Let's get, you know what? Everyone's going this too high. They are horrible stopping the run. And guess what the Browns love to do? Run the ball. What do they love to run, do? run, 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 run. What's the second leading rusher in the NFL to take home Barkley? Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. I am going Browns plus two and a half in the LeBron Bowl, LA versus Cleveland. I feel very confident about that. Lions at Patriots minus three. This is like the the matchup of like two teams who they're interesting, but both have really bad records. The listeners are going Lions plus three. The Lions offense is really good, and the Patriots are like are going to be playing an injured Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. I'm going Lions plus three. Are we all going Lions plus three? Is there anybody buying the Patriots sneak out a win when nobody expects it hype? Uh, the roar is back, so I will also be going the Lions. I'm going with the Patriots. There <laughs> we go. I think they played Green Bay very, very well last week, and I think... Bill's going to have a plan to stop the Detroit offense, and Detroit's defense is also really, really bad, so maybe they I have a shot. <laughs> yeah, but it's just they the Patriots' bad. offense is even more bad. Me and Justin have disagreed on every single pick so far. Good good week for Bobby coming up. I'm I told so you I feel odd. really good about it this week. <laughs> All right, this was one of the one tougher ones I had. Eagles at Cardinals plus five. I went back and forth with this. I'm not all in on the Eagles quite yet. Like, I think they might be a team that after week 12, te- people will simmer down on a little bit, even though they do have talent all over the freaking, all over the field. But I, I'm still going Eagles minus five on this. The Cardinals aren't very good at all. So I'm going Eagles minus five. The listeners are going Cardinals plus five. Justin, who are you going with? Are you going with our hated rivals or the team that you said is going to be horrible this year? This is a big spread. Um, Especially for the home team, but I I think the Cardinals stink, so I'm going Eagles. My I'm going Eagles here. Damn it! I was hoping you go Cardinals. I was hoping we disagree on every pick. Danny, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean I unfortunately believe the Eagles hype. Uh, I mean the Cardinals. Yeah, like Justin said, they've been. I mean they have lost to the Chiefs and the Rams. Those are good teams, but of course they beat the Panthers. That's not hard to do these days. I'm gonna have to take the Eagles, unfortunately. And they didn't look good beating the Panthers either. <laughs> no, they did not. Cowboys at Rams minus five and a half. Justin, who are you going on this one? 
Cowboys. Stafford throws Stafford throws interceptions. Their offensive line isn't very good. The the Cowboys defense is really good. I I unfortunately agree with you. I'm going Cowboys plus five and a half. Like I think the Cowboys defense is just every the Cowboys defense regressing was an offseason topic for a lot of people. They've gotten better. Um so I'm going Cowboys plus five and a half. Danny, are you going with me and Justin or the listeners with the Rams? I don't think the Cowboys will win, but I think they will cover their spread. All right. The Rams and the Bengals, might I add, also, too. The two teams that made the Super Bowl last year, they're two of the least explosive offenses in the National Football League. It's kind of crazy. Bengals have been really good on third down, and we have the next game as the Bengals at the Ravens minus three. Sunday night football. Joe Is this Burrow's- a Sunday night game? Yes. I am so excited to lock in and watch this game. Yeah, we don't have we can actually focus on a Sunday football game from start to finish because we play so early. Joe Burrow and the Bengals smoked the Ravens last year. The Ravens defense is worse. There's some a little bit of turmoil over there. Um I I got the Bengals plus three. I'm back in on the bang on the Bengals. Second second Bengals. best third team, third down team in the NFL. I'm going Bengals plus three. Danny, who are you going? Yeah, I, I think Joe Shiesty will get the job done on Sunday Night Football. Is that his nickname? I don't know. I might have just pulled that from thin air, but I'll give you I think it Bengals. is. It's kind of lame. The listeners are going Ravens. Justin, who are you going with? Ravens minus three. Um, Lamar Jackson is having an MVP-like year, and I really hope and trust that the Ravens defense is going to eventually figure something out. I think they have the talent to do it. Ravens minus three. I'm going to go with the quarterback that's playing much better. All right, Monday Night Football, Raiders at Chiefs minus seven. I'm going Chiefs minus seven. I know the Chiefs have owned the Raiders uh, recently. Now the Raiders are playing a very different defense, but I've been trying to buy into the Raiders hype, and they just haven't been great. Uh, Even last week, barely scraped one out versus the Broncos. So I'm going Chiefs minus seven. I, I mean, they're just a much better team to me. The listeners are going Chiefs minus seven. Justin, who are you going? I'll disagree with Bobby one more time. For the hell of it, Raiders plus seven. Patrick Graham, remember how well he played Patrick Mahomes last year? Let's see it again. I know, but I'm I'm kind of just like Patrick Patrick Graham is still doing some good stuff there. Our our Raiders guy Sanji's been pointing some stuff out to me. Um, so me and Justin have disagreed on six of eight picks. Danny, who are you going? Uh. Yeah, I'm also going to go the Chiefs because, like you said, the Raiders are just not good against the Chiefs, and the Raiders are just not good in general right now. So I will also be rocking KC and good old Spags. Josh Jacobs has been running the ball well, and then I think Hunter Renfro is back. So big for the Raiders. We love Hunter Renfro bringing back. All right, guys. Time for score predictions. But first, I told these guys I would do this for them, and I'm very happy to do uh, Big Blue UK, Big Blue Ireland. I love the Giants international fan pages. Um, they're going to be doing um, some get-togethers, and it's free entry. So if you are over in London um, on on and Saturday, uh, uh, Saturday, October eighth, two thousand twenty-two, a whopping tavern or whopping. I don't know which one of it is. It's a, I think it's whopping. Whopping. <laughs> whopping tavern. Uh, the time seven p.m. till late. College football alive. There's going to be all, all Giants fans are welcome. Food and uh, drink are available at the venue. No ticketing. Just show up and join them. So please, please go do that. Um, and I'm sure the, if you go do that, there will be you know places to tailgate with those guys on Sunday before the game is too. So please, please go do that. Um, those guys support us, and I love supporting our international fan. But help grow the New York Giants. I think it's uh, really cool what some of these pages do. All right, Danny, what's your score prediction for Giants? Packers in London. So I got no clue. I'm going back home for the Mets game on Saturday. I, I don't know what's going to happen Saturday. So when I wake up Sunday, I want to wake up for a valid reason. Okay? I don't want to wake up to watch the team get smoked by the Packers in London. Now, with that said, I I don't, I don't think they're going to win because they're still the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but I think it will be close. I think the Giants will keep it close. I'm going to say final score of 24 to uh, this day close. What I'm about to say, 24 to 13 will be the final score in London. By the way, Aaron Judge hitting all, all those home runs has gotten me back, and like, I'm excited for baseball playoffs because I've been watching. I've I've watched. I've never watched much baseball in my life. I've watched like every game for the last three weeks because I've been waiting for Aaron Judge to hit it. Justin, what's your score prediction? Twenty seventeen. We'll keep it close. Packers win. 
Okay, I was about to say. Losers. Many think the Giants will be those this week, but they will not be. The Giants are going to London. Do I have a record on the Giants in London? Oh, yeah. They're unfreaking defeated. They have not been defeated in the great state, country, region of London, in the UK. Our fans are going to be there. They're going to show out better than Packers fans. People say, oh, when you go to the London game, it's just a bunch of different jerseys there. No. Giants fans are going to show out. We rule Europe. We will take down Europe and London. And the Giants will win. And they will beat the Packers 77-0. to Aaron Rodgers is washed. The Giants, all things coming up Giants. We appreciate you guys. See you on Monday for a victory Monday following the London game. Hopefully next time they're in London, we'll be there. When we see you, we'll see you. Until then, let's go Big Blue.